Hello and welcome to another episode of Wrestling With Memories. I am Wax the Brain Hussein and I'm joined by Fash, the million dollar fan. Fash, it's been a tremendous week for fans of wrestling. We've just come off the back of NXT two days and WrestleMania over two nights. And it was great to see some wrestling fans finally back in a stadium. Um, and I was really just excited and you know very happy for all the wrestlers and fans to see uh, wrestling back to normal. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, we'd mentioned that, you know, having fans back would be great. And yeah, it was a really good setup. It was a shame about the weather on night one, giving it a bit of a delay, but it's added to the whole drama of people waiting for live wrestling, uh, you know, in terms of a crowd. And then, you know, the, the whole storm thing um, added a kind of funny twist to it as well. But as you say, it was great to just see people um, in there in the building. And the setup was pretty good in terms of you couldn't really tell you know, where the cutouts were yeah. and the lighting, everything was perfect. But two great nights of wrestling. I mean, um, I guess I'm keen to hear your overall views on the two next events and then WrestleMania and then I'll, you know, chip in as well. Yeah, I mean, I always commend NXT uh, to anybody who has got time to watch. I think it's certainly the best wrestling show uh, out there in terms of just pure wrestling. And actually, I think on the entertainment side, they're getting there as well with their angles and their dramas, you know, uh, adding a lot of value to their shows. Um, interesting, they've moved back to Tuesday nights, which some will say is because they've lost the war to AEW on Wednesday nights. Um, I would say it's probably a wise decision. Um, and immediately, actually, this week, they probably posted one of their highest numbers. Yeah, and did you say um, AEW's number? AEW yeah. went well over a million. So I think for oh, yeah. both of them is good, but it's if they can both hold on to this now. That's it. In terms of the actual shows, I mean, they were spread over two nights. I would definitely recommend people watch uh, Walter versus Tommaso Ciampa and Finn Balor and Karrion Cross. You know, there were two exceptional matches. The great thing I love about NXT is the, the variety of the card and just the type of wrestling that you get to see. It's not the same thing over and over again. Um, it's very varied and, uh, you know, everybody puts on a really good show. In terms yeah, of really everyone in the mood for night one and night two of WrestleMania. Um, Absolutely. And you know, WrestleMania, as you mentioned, the, the whole weather delay just really added to the occasion. We were talking about it um, and it gave the, the, the talent an opportunity to come out and do some promos that were unscripted, which would make the change fast. Yeah, no, it was good. I mean, it was a bit of a mixed bag in terms of those promos, but it was pretty good. I, I quite enjoyed it. And yeah, it gave it an extra vibe, you know, improvising and actually they all did well. And it showed that, you know, everyone looked like they were right up for it, quite excited about it. Um, so it gave it an extra dimension with the weather, the only thing was you weren't sure if this was going to be one of many delays. Thankfully, it wasn't. And and eventually, the, the card kicked off in a big way. Yeah, and I really enjoyed the actual opening segment where Vince comes out and all of the, the roster comes out and they're standing there, obviously two metres apart because of COVID. Um, and, you know, there's a moment where Vince does his typical welcome to WrestleMania. Welcome to WrestleMania! The thing is, he was not got the same energy. Vince no. looks super old. Bless he does. Him, uh, but still but as it was really good to see some of the, the faces of some of the, 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 the wrestlers. Uh, Rhea Ripley particularly was really emotional. And you could tell it meant a lot for wrestlers to have the fans back. As much yes. as, you know, the fans like being back, it's probably more important for the wrestlers to, to have an audience to, to perform in front of. Um, in, in terms of the action fashion, night one, night two, I mean, what were your highlights? Yeah, for me, night one was the better night. Um, it was interesting because it was kind of night one was baby faces, night two was the heels came out on top. But for me, you know, there were several highlights um, night one. Uh, I'll, I'll maybe go in a little bit of order um, because the, I think the main event had the, the, the biggest highlight for me. But, you know, the, the opener a true horse fight between Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. It was a really good big man match. A lot of action um, between two. And then I think, you know, the right man at this point came out on top with Bobby Lashley. I think there's a lot 
that can happen in that title reign. Um, he's finally been booked the way he should have been booked when he moved over to WWE. It's a shame Brock Lesnar's not around because I think there could be a mammoth match there. And Drew was, you know, he passed out on the full Nelson. Some people had some issues with that, but I think, you know, that he's still going to be in the mix. So I think it was a good way to kick things off. So that was a good match. Um, Bad Bunny was certainly a highlight. I've got to say I was shocked at how good he was. He really trained um, impressively. Um, the Canadian Destroyer by Bad Bunny is something that I think most people will forget. Or the Bunny Destroyer, whatever they wanted to call I think it. A couple of wrestlers on Twitter weren't very really happy with that because they were like, oh, we've just given away the gimmick. This move is supposed to be this exceptional maneuver, but here is this amateur wrestler coming out and doing it on his first attempt. But to be fair, I mean, when it was done by P.T. Williams all those kind of 10, 15 years ago, it was something unique. Since then, people have yeah. just... I hate when these moves are used as transitions, but it's been a long while since that's what's happened. And I think, yeah, for him to do it, I can see why some wrestlers would be crossed. But, you know, he was really good. And I don't know, does he, did he warrant a place then in the new... We made our best card last week, but um, with that celebrity match, now maybe get a position on the card? I think it would be close. I still don't think it was as entertaining as the one we had, which is Ronda Rousey. Yeah, probably, but I think as a celebrity, you could probably say that he's, yeah. you know, for somebody who's not a competitor yeah. and a fighter, I think that was, you know, a really impressive showing from him. Um, Cesaro getting his big moment. I think we'd both agree um, that we were both happy about that. A man that's not really been pushed properly over the years. I remember when he won the Orange to the Giant Battle yeah. Royal. Um, and you thought this was going to be the big push, but nothing really came of it. So it's good to see him get a big moment and the crowd loved it. And for me, finally, the main event was outstanding between Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Uh, for me, the whole thing, though, was that we discussed it as it was happening. The moment at the beginning, the real moment of emotion yeah. from Bianca Belair. And then Sasha kind of looking at her, kind of nodding, saying, yep, we've done it. But then, you know, getting back into character, I think that was such a special moment. Two coloured women main eventing WrestleMania for the first time. So I think that just kind of put the exclamation mark on night one. And it was a great match. And I think that match, I would be tempted to put that on our super card if I could yeah. go back a week because it was that good. I definitely I think the occasion and the match definitely warranted it. Explain to me, Fasha, what was all this um, malarkey about? Why were people complaining about this being the main event of night one? I just don't get it. I mean, to me, it made perfect sense. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, I saw I heard Jim Cornette was going absolutely crazy about it. I think the first time even his fans turned on him. To me, you know, the winner was supposed to go and get a title shot in the main event of WrestleMania. So they played off that. And it was two nights. I, you know, understand that, you know, the, the guys are supposed to main event. That's tradition. And they did on night two. But for me, it was the perfect um, way to end night one, especially since most of the bad guys won on night two. So for yep. me, anyone that's complaining about it, I don't get it. It was certainly the best match of the night and it had that real emotion, I think, what wrestling's about. And, you know, I think Sasha Banks, I know you're a big fan, I think she moves into immortality with that performance. Um, yep. She really showed that she's probably, I think, um, the, the best of this generation. Yeah, I thought the ending to that match was terrific. The, the, hair, the whip. The whip, the, the whip that was heard around the world. One day we'll be talking about that. And the mark that it left on her stomach or abdomen was just incredible. Um, yeah. And you really felt it and you heard it. Uh, that moves on to night two. Uh, you tell me what you think of night two, um, because it was more mixed bag. Certainly our Instagram followers, when I put the poll up, it was more mixed reaction. I mean, night one was pretty much 100%. Yeah, I think I was, I was interacting with various people on Twitter throughout the night. And I think that what let night two down was, was probably the beginning, the first two matches. Um, not that the first match was terrible it's just that the fact that it, it was ended, terrible it was terrible yeah, I don't on. agree it was terrible it was just the fact that it ended in such a, a diabolical manner where everyone disappears from the ring I always think Wrestlemania is a, a great time to end things 
rather than Agreed. start something new. And this is where they, they seem to start something new. I don't think Randy Orton will be involved. I think um, you're just going to have something between The Fiend. Um, and, well, they confused uh, people, didn't they? Because even you're confused. Nobody really knew what was happening. Once again, we see the voodoo goo coming down. Alexa, I wanted to see a Papa Shango cameo. I think that would have made it. Maybe, maybe we'll we were talking about him in 1982. But, um, you know, then she obviously, if you moved and watched Raw, she, I'm not sure she's going in a different direction now as well, or there's going to be something with um, Bray and the Fiend. But once again, they, they cut the legs off the Fiend, yeah. I felt. And it was just, I don't know why they keep doing Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. It wasn't great when they did it previously at WrestleMania. And I think this was equally poor. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the rest of the card, uh, I actually liked, you know, other than maybe the women's match wasn't up to par. But the rest of the card was really stacked. I thought, that, you know, the only issue I had was no, no, no match really got a lot of time. Um, you know, yeah. every match was around about the 10 minute mark or less. And I thought they could have given a couple of matches a little bit longer, you know, up to the 20 minute mark to really tell that story, that WrestleMania story. Um, and the only match that really got up to that length was the main event. Um, yeah. I thought Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Logan Paul thing, that was really good. Yeah. Um, I thought the action in Sheamus and Riddle were really good. The ending that was a that, good match. The yeah. bro kick while uh, Riddle was coming off the ropes, that was tremendous. Apollo Crews and Big E, violent, but it only got six minutes, seven minutes. But know? it was, you know, another just a non disqualification match under a, a silly name. If you're going uh, to put it, it in there, then do something yeah. big with it, you know, and I just don't think they give enough time. And make it different, make it different, not just that essentially a no disqualification match. And the Nigerian drums didn't really play much of a no, role. No, they didn't at all. Um, so I think that was a little bit of a letdown. Um, but yeah. for me, yeah, it was about the main. I mean, the one thing you've not mentioned for me, another low point of the two nights was this tag team situation with the women's division. Um, night one, the scramble was really poor. And night two, I thought that the title defense was pretty poor as well. I think you've got to, uh, the, the aim of this is obviously to get as many people on the card as possible. So sometimes you're getting talent on there that are not necessarily warranting a, a WrestleMania place. But, uh, you know, you've got to have a filler match uh, in each of the There's two nights of this story that went That's nowhere. Fine. It I was mean, this poor. And then, you know, if you go back to every day, WrestleMania up till now, even WrestleMania 17, our favorite WrestleMania, you know, I bet if we go back through that show, we'll pick out a couple of matches that didn't deserve. You do that. Uh, you do that. And you compare it to what's happened. Here. I will. I, maybe that. I'm just annoyed that Billy Kay has been let go. I think yeah. that's probably why I'm really lashing it. But yeah. for me, that was a poor alongside, uh, you know, Randy Orton fiend. But outside of that, I agree with you. I think everything else was, you know, good to very good. Yeah. Um, and talking about very good, the main event I thought was tremendous. I mean, I love triple threat matches and, you know, it really annoys me when people like Conrad and all of his guests trash triple threat matches as something. Who's Conrad? Conrad can step aside, old man, that the future's here, we're talking now. Well, so, uh, I'm sure Conrad's got a few things to say about that, but the, the main event was we'll get really booked. Uh, Edge, Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns. Um, there was a lot of action. Gio was so getting involved. Edge had his moments. Daniel Bryan had his moments, but ultimately the big dog, um, you know, came out victorious. The head of the forward. table, just like I'm the head of the table, the, the chief. Well, we um, might have to move around this table. You've always had that one side of the this uh, this show, but maybe we'll switch things around. So I think so soon, soon. I think uh, with that ironing board's really annoying me now as well. And I think, you know, there's word on the streets that people are getting annoyed with your ironing board. We might need to do some sort of Iranian iron board match. We might have um, to, yeah. to do some to get rid of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought the main event was really good. Um, the right outcome. I think people would have loved to see Daniel Bryan win or Edge yeah. win. And I think they didn't anticipate the reaction that Edge got. He was clearly the favourite in, in the crowd. Um, but I think the right guy won and it sets up potentially super clashes down the line with Roman Reigns. In terms of, you know, the, the moment in that match, the, the kind of double cross face. Yep. 
um, and the, the cheer bit in right, uh, Rain's mouth. I think um, you know that was really good. Um, and then the, the the cover on both competitors was a good way to end it. So yeah, I think Roman Reigns now is the mega star that they always wanted, but he's where he should be as a super heel. Uh, as opposed to the super baby face that had failed. So overall, I think a thumbs up for night one and night two. And actually, an overall, as you've said, really good weekend of um, professional wrestling. Definitely. I agree with you, Fash. And that moves us on to our WrestleMania top five moments. We just want to close off this WrestleMania period with another WrestleMania dedicated show in which we're going to share with uh, our audience our top five moments, five to one. And um, yeah, let's see what we've got. Well, this thing, and we've already discussed these. Um, with each other so that you know when we did the super card a week ago we had initially come together and you know we then negotiated and put it together uh, in terms of the final 10 matches in this case I don't know your five moments you don't know mine so yeah let's kick it off and see if we've got any overlap okay well I'm gonna go first first fash and in fifth place for me comes Wrestlemania 14 the title match and particularly the ending of that match the Stone Cold era has begun, um, or the Austin era has begun, as Jim Ross would say uh, on the event. Um, you know, him winning, winning that title, his first title, um, the world title anyway, and Mike Tyson turning on Shawn Michaels. I thought that came together after that massive build-up and everybody thinking Mike Tyson was on the opposite side. That came together perfectly towards the end. And it was just a seminal moment for this era of wrestling because that is now officially the Stone Cold era begun. Exactly. I mean, I say that was the moment that would lead to everything changing because in a couple of weeks, WWE Raw would defeat Nitro after 83 weeks. And then, you know, the train that was Stone Cold Steve Austin and the Atter Air would really take it to the next level. Um, it was a very important moment, if not one of the most important moments in history. Um, and yeah, I think five, you've done a little bit injustice. Um in terms of my fifth moment, it's something which is my first real live kind of wrestling experience. Uh, the first WrestleMania, which I watched in real time a few days after it had taken place, but it was WrestleMania 8, and it's from the main event of Sid against Hulk Hogan. Now, this was a terrible main event, right, when it comes to WrestleMania main events, but it's the ending that is still something I vividly remember and remember popping big time. So um, the match ends in a disqualification when Papa Shango comes out he misses his cue, but he eventually comes out. And him and um, Sid are absolutely annihilating Hulk Hogan, who we all think is going to be retiring at this point. And suddenly you hear familiar music. It's the Ultimate Warriors music. He hasn't been seen since uh, August of 91. He comes running down. The crowd pops insanely. He comes in. He wipes out both Sid and Papa Shango and ends the night posing with Hulk Hogan. So in a sense, it's the Warriors back. He's going to be the man now. Um, and it's a moment that, you know, was huge then as a kid. And even now when you watch it, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, interestingly, Warrior looks smaller here and he had a different hairstyle. So it was speculated for a long time that this was an imposter. But as we know, it was Jim Helwig. And I don't know, do you remember that moment, Wax? Oh, for yes, me, it was a big do. one. It was a tremendous moment. I mean, uh, just the fact that he'd been absent for so long. And this was, as you see, it was probably the first WrestleMania that we watched close to live if yeah. not live and um the ending obviously to the match with two on one beat down to Hulk Hogan and here comes Warrior to save the day uh, he was just tremendously popular in that era and you know we were big fans um and the crowd popped big time so yeah worthy worthy to be in top five um, definitely so give me your fourth then fashion then I'll give you my well my fourth is what was your fifth and this is where we're going to get overlap because we've not discussed this but for me yeah the Austin era has began WrestleMania 14 you've said quite a lot about it already but you know we were leading to this moment and you know everyone was going over to WCW Hulk 
Hogan had went, Matchman had went, Bret Hart was over there now, the NWO, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. And, you know, you didn't really have anyone on the WWF side. You were left with really Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, and all the chips were on Stone Cold. He had to become the next big thing. And this is the moment where he becomes it. And, you know, WWE didn't look back after this. So for me, it was a huge moment. Um, and it's my number four moment. I think now we move on to your number four moment. And I'm keen to hear this one, given um, the Austin era was five. Well, this is a particular moment in a particular match. It's two legends. It's Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels. It's the end of the match, WrestleMania 24. Shawn Michaels has just super kicked Ric Flair. He's on the floor. He's in the corner. He's waiting for Ric Flair to get up. As he does, Shawn Michaels just regretfully and you know with a lot of anguish on his face says to Ric Flair, I'm sorry, I love you. And there's another super kick and he takes the one, two, three. And I thought in terms of building to a moment in a yeah, wrestling match, yeah, this absolutely. is right up there with any match that I've ever seen in terms of an ending. Uh, you know it's coming. It's heartbreaking to see two guys in a wrestling ring the way they performed and um, I thought just in terms of the, the sheer emotion of it, for me, it, it meant... It, oh, yeah, it was huge. And, you know, it was certainly something that I was thinking about in terms of some of my honourable mentions. But, yeah, the emotion behind it. Um, Rick loves to cry anyway, right? And he's got a reason to cry here. And the perfect ending um, to a great story. It's a shame that he then wrestled in TNA, which spoiled it a little bit, but we'll forget that. Um, but I think that's definitely something which is a top WrestleMania moment. So I won't attack you for that one. And before I go into my number three, I'm just going to give you some justification for it before I do. These are our top five moments, exactly. not necessarily the top five moments yeah. of all time in WrestleMania, yeah. uh, which is why I'm going to go back to my favorite wrestler of all time, which is Bret the Hitman Hart. And it's his crowning moment. Uh, and I would say this is his crowning moment because this is his WrestleMania moment. It's WrestleMania 10, the main event against Yokozuna, where he wins the title after all having a match earlier on, which we discussed on the Supercard show. Uh, he beats Yokozuna, the, the wrestlers come out. And this was probably one of the first times that I seen this where the wrestlers came out and they congratulated the world champion. Um, and then Owen Hart obviously comes out, but he doesn't come into the ring. Um, but uh, for me, as a big fan of Bret Hart, this was the moment that you know solidified him as my hero. Yeah, I think that was a big moment. It was kind of the moment that began the new generation, right? I think that's what they're really going for. This was the first WrestleMania without Hulk Hogan and Bret had been chosen. Going into this, it was Lex Luger or Bret Hart, but they went with Bret. And Lex Luger's the first one out, isn't he? That has to kind of congratulate Bret. He doesn't look very happy throughout the whole <laughs> situation, but then as you see the ricks of Macho Man, Razor Ramon come out and Bret's hoisted on everyone's shoulders and he is going to be the leader of the new generation. So yeah, I think that's an interesting one. Certainly not one that I had, um, but I think once again, worthy of contention. My number three is one which might be the number one for many others. It's more recent. I'll be interested to, to learn if it's in your top five, but it's from WrestleMania 30 and it's the moment that shocked the world. It's Brock Lesnar ending the Undertaker's streak. Um, I don't think any of us imagine that would happen. Um, I, like millions around the world, was <laughs> similar to that fan in yeah. the, at whose eyes popped out. I was the same, being a bit confused, thinking, did they mean to do that? Was that a botch? Um, but no, the decision had been made. The Undertaker's streak came to an end. It was 21 for one. Brock Lesnar was given the victory. I still think, in hindsight, it was the wrong decision. It shouldn't have been Brock, but it happened. Um, and yeah, for me, just the sheer shock of it. You can go back and watch it now. I'm sure people have watched it hundreds yep. of times. It was the ultimate shocking WrestleMania moment and my number three on this top five. Certainly, I agree with you in terms of its shock factor. And if I was making a list of top 
of the most shocking things that ever happened. It probably would be up there with, but I really didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy watching Undertaker lose. I didn't enjoy Brock being the man to win. But in that fight. moment, but in that moment, were you not? Oh, I was. Suspend uh, that, suspend that disbelief, and that's absolutely. what it's about, right? So. I just, when I'm thinking back to it, I just, it just doesn't sit well with me. So that's why I didn't put it in my top five. But it's, you're right. It's, it's up there with maybe if not number one moment yeah it's the early. only kind of bittersweet moment i'd say i've got in my top five but i just couldn't make a list without it being there right we're getting to the business end now the top two what is your number two moment from wrestlemania history my number two moment is one that we've actually discussed in our wrestlemania 7 show earlier uh, so check out our archives for that it's the moment at the end you're going to start crying again aren't you i might do i might do and after this i'm going to put on that video as well it's the moment between macho man randy savage and elizabeth at the end of that retirement match where they finally reunite in front of the the crowd everybody how did i know that this would be your top two or well i'm an an emotional guy fash so you know these sort of moments really sit sit well with me um i don't know how you can beat this for emotion Uh, this is uh, well, actually, my number one point is going to beat this for emotion, but this is uh, a tremendous moment for two legendary characters. So my moments re- certainly involve the legendary characters of WrestleMania. So um, I think is a worthy, worthy contender. The Warrior and Match for Man certainly an emotional match and the emotional ending. For my number two moment, it's it's something that I will never forget. I think any fan that watched it will never forget. It was about the emotion as well and about the crowd. It's when Icon faced off with Icon. It's Hulk Hogan versus The Rock, WrestleMania 18. The match was stupendous, but it's that moment when they come face to face and you will never replicate the crowd reaction that was in this match. It was just incredible. I think it could be a number one moment. It was just amazing. Um, when they face off and throughout the match, the reactions that Hogan's getting, um, the heel reactions that The Rock's getting, the ending, it was just, um, you know, it was a battle for the ages because of that crowd, that environment. And when you think of WrestleMania, I think you do think of that face-off. Well, I knew for a fact that you were going to have this in your top five, so I decided actually to leave it out of my top five. And my main reason actually was, again, it was one of those moments where I was sitting uncomfortably watching the match because I hated the fact that fans turned on The Rock who had been obviously the superstar of that uh, era. And here comes Hulk Hogan suddenly wanders back and everybody's Toronto cheating. And now look what happens. Look what happened in WrestleMania 37. <laughs> I thought we were going to ignore the fact that Hogan was booed out of the building. Booed out of the building and again the fans turned. So this is what I don't get about fans. But would the Canadian crowd have turned yeah. on if it was WrestleMania 37 was in Canada because yeah. um, they absolutely loved him. But you're right, it's a, it's a big contrast and it was nostalgia. Is how, yeah. but, but I think definitely I mean, uh, it's... it's fitting of a top five moment you know. i think i still remember watching it live yeah. that night and it's like you know you're watching yourself you're like oh my god this girl is amazing and you're so invested in it and the match itself we've discussed this previously you know you turn away you know the wall volume off and yeah. you just watch that. if that's in the performance center you're not going to give it a second thought it was just the perfect ingredients for for you know a, a moment for the ages now i think i'll take a pause here right and i think what we should do is because i don't know your first moment you don't know mine let's just both see what our moments are and let's see if they overlap or not and if they don't we'll discuss them one by one um so who, who should go first um i'll go first i'm happy to go first well my so, moment is from wrestlemania 13 where is yours from uh, mine's from wrestlemania 20 so there we go Well, that's okay then i, I will let you go first then because i think mine i'm gonna have to argue with this mine's certainly fitting of ending ending this well mine is actually um Chris Benoit winning the triple threat match and the moment is not specifically the match uh, which is tremendous but it's the ending it's the where we see Chris uh, Benoit standing as victor and in comes Eddie Guerrero who's also world champion and together they just look at each other 
in the ring hug and you know for all wrestling fans i think the fact that their journey from you know where they started to where they they reached the pinnacle of wrestling was um, a great story uh, filled with a lot of emotion two guys that we know were clearly troubled in their personal lives with various demons and problems but despite that they were at the top of their game at this time uh, and it just adds to the moment that the fact that both are no longer with us for for different reasons um I watch I I watch this moment very regularly the match itself and then the, the moment at the end and I think um, in terms of my moments this is up there as number one Look, I mean, in 2004, if we're just using a time cap, so that moment was outstanding. And I think, you know, I can see why it's your top moment. For me, it just doesn't age well because of what happened with Chris Benoit. Um, so it's difficult to kind of remove it from that that kind of point in time. But I can see you and I know several fans would, would agree with your top moment. Um, but I'm going to leather you now for not choosing the moment that you should have chosen. My number one moment is the moment for me, the most significant wrestling match probably ever. And the moment that turned one man into a superstar, it's WrestleMania 13. It's Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret the Hitman Hart. It's the double turn, but the moment which turned me towards Stone Cold, and I think millions around the world towards Stone Cold is when he's in the sharpshooter, blood is pouring down his face and he refuses to quit and he passes out showing that he's the toughest SOB around. And it's the, the, majestic double turn Bret Hart is formerly the bad guy now Stone Cold Steve Austin is the ultimate good guy um, everybody remembers the image right of the blood soaked face it's the ultimate Wrestlemania match it couldn't make it to our super card because Stone Cold was going to face the rock in the main event but to me that moment you know that was the moment that started it all a year later the Austin era begins and then some years down the line you know, WWE wins the Monday Night War. Um, so for me, it's the ultimate seminal moment. Yeah, at the start of Stone Cold's uh, mega rise in WWF. Uh, yes, it's a tremendous moment. It's a great double turn. Um, the fact that Stone Cold passed out because he's a weakling to the sharpshooter. He wasn't a weakling. He was just, uh, you know, he was uh, running gushing away and never quit, just like I would never quit. Whereas, yeah. you know, before you'd even be in the sharpshooter, you'd probably start tapping. Um, yes, well, I know you were a big Bret Hart loyalist. I was, I was. Five, and you didn't like this and you didn't like whiny Bret. Um, but to be fair, it led to probably a great phase in his career. He was just a great heel. Um, and, you know, still loved in Canada and the UK. So guys like you were still cheering him on. But for me, this was the beginning because I must say, you know, Stone Cold was getting some cheers leading into this. But for me, that was the moment that, like many fans, I became a big Stone Cold fan. And then, you know, the man just took it to the, to the next level. So that's interesting. So I think, you know, looking at the top fives then, um, we have some differences, which is good. And it's good that we didn't discuss them. And I think, you know, uh, old jokes said your five moments, I can certainly see why you choose them. The first one for me still is a little bit iffy. Um, and I think in terms of my top five, I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the people's champion. I think the people would, would support me in that. Maybe we should throw a poll out there and see what everyone thinks. Yeah, let's see which top five the people prefer. Uh, Fash, get on that poll. Just in terms of other moments that were worthy of mentioning, Fash, I mean, yeah. I've got a few So here. many honourable mentions, so yeah, many. I've got a few I'm just going to run through quickly. Just these are specific moments in matches. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. One that we we never seen until well after um, Hulk Hogan slamming Andre the Giant. If we'd, been around, if we'd been around, that would have been a, cr a crazy moment. Um, we got to see the less good version, which was Lex Luger slamming Yokozuna. Uh, on that <laughs> hip toss, hip toss, as Bobby Heenan said back then. Uh, but the other ones were the spear in uh, TLC2, Edge on Jeff Hardy. Uh, the one that you might not remember, WrestleMania 31, Seth Rollins and Randy Orton. 
Randy uh, Seth Rollins going for the stomp. He lands on Randy Orton's neck. Randy Orton does his thing with the the head and flips him into an RQ. I thought it was just a perfect moment of wrestling. You know, summed up. And then uh, a moment that probably went wrong: Brock Lesnar's shooting star press on uh, Kurt Angle uh, at WrestleMania 19. I thought again, these are just things that just come back to you when you. Yeah, exactly. No, I think you know all of those moments, and I had some of them for sure. Other ones I'd mentioned. You know, you mentioned your number one moment. A very similar moment happened ten years later when Daniel Bryan won the title so his journey at WrestleMania yep. 30 I think that is a great moment um, you said that you know the Edge Spear TLC 2 we covered it in detail in our last episode but also him speeding McFoley um, so the the the, the, yep, the, the flaming table. table at WrestleMania 22 is a moment I think Stone Cold and The Rock from WrestleMania 19 you know, Stone Cold retiring Rock kind of tapping him as he pins him after and they have a few words. It was quite a big moment. Similarly, the, the handshake between Stone Cold and Mr. Yeah. Man, which we've discussed the 17. And I guess, you know, um, I would say even the Boneyard match from last year, yeah. I think something, you know, had moment and different in terms of, you know, Undertaker saying goodbye. Um, so we think now. So, I mean, there's so many others. And I think, you know, we'd encourage you as always, give us your top five WrestleMania moments. Once again, it's your moments, the, the, the ones that resonate with you and I guess shaped your wrestling fandom. Um, but yeah, it's always good to go down memory lane. That's what the show's all about. So it's been interesting discussing our top fives after building the ultimate super card last week. Yep, definitely has. And then that's the end of our WrestleMania week uh, shows. And we're going to move back to our regular timeline. Um, just as a reminder, we're at the end of 1991. We're coming into 1992. Um, our next show is going to be um, a run through of the Rockers and the spectacular ending to that tag team. And then we move into what's going to be our favorite show um, of the year. It's Royal Rumble 92. And we're going to do a watch along fashion. Yeah, so the next few weeks are going to be really interesting. Looking forward to discussing the Rockers and that amazing angle which took place on the barbershop. And then the watch-along, we've been talking about this um, you know, for a while, looking forward to it, going through each of the characters in that match. So that'll be in a couple of weeks' time as well. Um, so yeah, looking forward to it. Also want to thank just you know the supporters, our audience. Um, when it came to the Supercard, we got a lot of feedback and, and one name check I want to give is to one of our key supporters, Graham Jenkins. He came up with a card which was very different from ours. I mean, a lot of them were similar to ours mm-hmm. um, and some were on point, um, but his was really different. He had things like Andre Hogan as the main event. He had Macho Man Warrior as a semi-main event. He had Bret Hart Hot Rod for the Intercontinental title. He did matches up with the TLC2 for the tag team titles. So, you know, it was interesting getting that feedback as ever. Give us your feedback. We're going to look forward to, you know, as the show develops, hopefully get fans on as well um, to, to join us in segments. So, yeah, lots of interesting stuff coming up. Glad we got these two specials out of the way. Really enjoyed them. And, yeah, looking forward to the next show. Yep, so check us out on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook. We're all there. Um, YouTube, obviously, subscribe to our shows. Um, you'll see all of our content as it goes live. But until our next show, he's Fash, I'm Wax, and this is Wrestling With Memories. Catch you on the other side.